What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, February 12th, 2019. Uh, you guys listening to episode 390. That's right, guys, 390, 10 episodes away from 400. You know I'll do something uh, big on 400. I always have either a big guest on a, on a milestone episode or whatever, but... Um, just got back from the Bahamas, got back from the Impractical Jokers cruise ship number three. They're a third annual, uh, you know, cruise that they go on, all four Impractical Jokers and just a ton of festivities. I'm going to talk about all that shit. Uh, hilarious. I'm not going to talk too loud. I am in, I am in my house in the office, but uh, I got the family sleeping. But uh, it's not going to affect, you know, it's just not going to be, I can't lose my shit. So <laughs> if I go on a rant, the rant will be me talking like this, just angry, uh, if I could manage to do that. Or you're going to hear my wife say, shut the fuck up, why are you doing that now? And uh, and you'll, you know, you could hear a fight, which would be a first on the uh, TVE podcast. Speaking, guys, of the TVE podcast, we are getting a new logo We're getting all new artwork and a new design for the show. We are also going to be putting out 50-second to one-minute audio clips on social media from each episode. And I also, starting on this episode, 390, I will be doing it differently. I will be titling the episode and then giving a quick description. So instead of just saying uh, episode 390, it will be episode 390 and whatever the the topic or whatever the title of this episode may be will also be on there with a description so we're kind of giving a uh giving the tve a uh you know a little makeover here uh as we approach 400 episodes and a big touring year uh i got a ton of tickets on sale right now for the best comedy clubs across the country for 2019 should be a big year so definitely pick up those tickets at the end of the episode i will be plugging where i'm going to be Um, but yeah, you're going to see a whole bunch of shit. And for the uh, Patreon listeners, just put a new Patreon up. Uh, there was a bunch of comedians on the ship. I just put up the one with J.F. Harris. J.F. Harris is a comedian who actually opens in arenas for the Impractical Jokers. He's also a stand-up comedian who's been in L.A., been in New York, um, just all over the place. Funny guy, interesting guy uh, to talk to. We talk about his divorce to another comedian, which, uh, you know, is definitely a difficult thing. So we talked about that. We did it from, uh, we did it from the sea. We did it uh, sailing back from the Bahamas to Florida. So that is up right now. You could check that out. And uh, I'll be putting up some, uh, some pictures of the, of the cruise on that stuff. So that's $3 just for extra stuff. And uh, we're going to be doing more of that in February. Thank you guys for that subscription as well. Now, let's get into the show. It was a four-day uh, it was a four-day extravaganza. Um, guys, I'm not trying to be funny here, and I'm, and I'm also not trying to be rude. Okay, so I just want to put a disclaimer out. Whatever I'm going to say, I'm really not trying to be rude or hurtful. I'm really not. I just have to speak facts. Um, first of all, I want to say everybody on the ship was incredibly nice. Uh, the amazing comedians. And it was the first time that we were like, it was all people we like and hung out with, you know, Um, so like, it wasn't like one of those things where it was like, ah, I'm not going to hang out with that guy. I'm not going to hang out with her. This was basically like a floating comedy festival. The lineups were insane. Um, just nuts. Like the comedians, you know, I was on board with, um, Dan Soder was on the ship. Nate Borgazzi, Big J Okerson, um, Joe DeRosa, Steve Byrne, um, Eleanor, uh, Kerrigan was on the ship. Uh, who else? Who else? It was just uh, oh Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly, who's an absolute monster on the ship. Jessica Kearson, monster. Uh, Mateo Lane, so funny. The guy is hilarious. Could sing, do impressions. Um, it was just you know anybody else that I'm I'm leaving out. And then the openers of the Jokers, J.F. Harris, Mike Fenoya, Chris Johnston. Uh, this guy Jiggy who opens for them. So like all of the openers of the Impractical Jokers. Then of course Sal Vacano and all the Impractical. It was just a nuts, nuts lineups. Like it was just really insane. Great, great, uh, great shows. So um, 
you know, we're all on this boat and like, you know, a couple of us would go smoke a cigar. Then I ended up teaching everybody how to play craps. It was the funniest thing. It was the first night me, Nate and Bobby Kelly are walking through the casino and they're like, man, I'd love to play uh, craps. I want to learn. And I was like, come on, the table's empty. And then it was just our half of the table. I teach them how to play. And then we all start making money. Then the next night, Big J, Dan Soder, and all them want to learn. They all get on the thing. Oh, Ramon Rivas was there. Ramon Rivas from Cleveland, really funny. He was killing it on the craps table. And we all start making money. You know, he was having great sets. We're all having great sets at night. And then we're out there gambling. And um, it was just, it was fucking so cool to hang with people that, and you're on a boat, man, like, there's nowhere to go, it's like, you could run, but you can't hide, you know, you're on a big-ass ship that's, you know, in the middle of the ocean, and you're just with these people, you're with the audience members, and that was a tricky thing, this is the first time I ever performed on a ship, and I didn't realize, like, the hardest and most difficult thing, and there were some stressful things about this, Okay, but going back to what I was saying, and I'll get back to that. I'm not trying to be rude, and I'm, not, I'm the the fans were great. The fans were nice, but these were some of I mean these were some of the biggest people I've ever seen. Now, if you're sitting down and you're like overweight, and again, like I'm not like these are fans. They probably spend their good hard earned money to be on this thing, and and I know it means a lot to them. And they were really really nice people. And listen, I'm not in the greatest of shape, okay, but I was a fucking shredded athlete compared to some of these fucking mammoths. I'm not even joking. I'm, I, there was one guy on this thing, probably, I don't know. And he seemed like a nice guy, six, eight, 500. I'm not kidding. Six, eight, six, nine, 500. Lucky he's six, eight, six, nine, because with the weight he had, if he was my height, he'd have fucking, he'd be gone. Like he would just be, you know, he would look like a fucking, I don't know. I don't even know what, what he would look like a hot air balloon with a fucking, you know, bowling ball on top of it. Like this guy was the biggest man and it wasn't like NFL 500, six, eight. It was, it was just, but you know, some of these people, man. And like, part of me was like, oh man, like happy for them. Like, this is great. They're having fun. But the other part, I was like, they shouldn't be here. Like eating like this and doing this. Like I wanted to like, it. it I'm telling you, this was like, this was like fat camp, man. I'm not even... I one night we're on the deck, and we're we're performing, and Jessica Kirsten and I were making jokes about the crowds, you know, and they were they were they totally got it. They were they were totally cool, but um, and again, I'm not talking about people. I'm not talking about people that are overweight. Everyone's a little overweight. Most people, you know, but if you were skinny on this ship, you were the minority. I mean, I I was um so. We're in this lounge. It's called the Spinnaker Lounge. So there were two stand-up venues on this boat. One was a thousand-seat theater called the Stardust Theater. Beautiful. We're on the Norwegian Pearl. Um, really great room. We did that the first night. We did that on Wednesday night. Okay. Then the uh, the next oper- the next um the next venue where we were opportunity for the crowd to go and see a show was this place in the front of the boat on the on the deck twelve called the, uh, or Deck 13, called the Spinnaker Lounge. And the Spinnaker Lounge almost would be like a Caroline's or a Gotham type of room. It had a bar, but it also, you know, had this stage and all that stuff. And that's where we would go and we'd perform. And it's at the very front of the ship and it's high, which means you feel the seas a lot. You feel the, you feel the up and the down. You just, you know, so like the boat's moving and I'm getting a little like, I'm getting a little, the rockiness of the water and stuff is just getting to me. I'm I'm feeling a little car sick. My stomach started, you know, just getting really unsettled and and queasy and it was weird. And I'm like, man, I got to perform during this. And they were like, yeah, you know, you're going to feel it on stage. So I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I'm going to be sitting there feeling this shit. And I got these people judging me and everything like that. You know, it was nerve wracking Um, because here's what really is crazy. We did four shows, 15 minutes each, and you pretty much had to do different material on all of them. So you're doing four new sets of 15, and I mean, a couple jokes repeated. I might have, like, everybody repeated, I think, I, I repeated a couple jokes, but for the most part, my sets were all different because half the crowd's the same at all these different things. They want to go to the 8 o'clock, and then they want to go to the 10 o'clock, and they've seen, they might have saw you in the theater the first night, which was a lot of people, so, you know, you had to mix it up. But I'm standing on stage 
And the first time on the entire cruise, nobody else had to deal with this. Middle of my set, the second night, Thursday night, the front of the ship just went up and boom, crashed down on the water and the whole fucking lounge, it was like an earthquake. And the first two rows all put their hands out and looked around like scared, like what the fuck was that? And I just started yelling. I go, I knew this shit was going to happen during my fucking set. I knew, you know, this was going to happen. And and everybody was laughing then and I was like, try to go. Some of you people are big. Like, that might have been some fat fuck that fell off the Lido deck and the place went nuts. And we were just joking about it. You know, I wasn't trying to be rude, but I said, um, you know, I said, yeah, I heard somebody say that the uh, performer's more comfortable <laughs> if they picture the crowd naked. I go, have you seen the people on this ship? You know, the last thing I want to see is some fat fuck from Boca, <laughs> dick sitting in the front, some big fucking, I'm not even kidding. Guys, the people on this boat were sweet, nice, but if you were like somewhat in shape, you look, Jessica Kirsten said, <laughs> Jessica Kirsten said, this is making her feel good, <laughs> good about herself. It was, um, you know, and I guess you get that a lot with cruising, but like some of these people were really bad. I was just trying to figure out like, what is it about that? You know, um, and again, I'm not trying to be, I'm really not trying to be, you know, but it was like undeniable to, you know, like you, you couldn't not notice is what I'm saying, but everybody was a good sport about it. And uh, the funny thing was they say you, you gain eight pounds when you go on a cruise ship. Uh, I lost weight a, cause I was just queasy with the boat moving B. I didn't really have time to eat. I didn't go to these buffets. I just, they had an artist lounge on deck six. So all of us had access to this private lounge with food where we just sat amongst ourselves, all the performers, you know, that whether somebody was singing, whether somebody was a DJ, whether somebody was a comedian, whether it was the, the impractical jokers, friends and family, wherever it was, there was, um, this, this level where we could all go and be in privacy and just sit and eat and hang and talk with, with ourselves and stuff. Uh, the artists. So that was cool. But it was just, you know, food would be out. I'd go grab a quick little just protein shit. I wasn't, you know, some people were fucking loading up. You know, I'm not, you know, some people were just desserts and, and dinners and then dessert before dinner and multiple dinners. And you could have just kept ordering dinners. I mean, um, and entrees and all that stuff. And But I didn't do that. I would take some chicken. I would take some steak. Um, I would take, you know, a couple pieces of shrimp and then I would just be done. I would drink a water and a coffee and then I would just be done because I wasn't going to sit there and shove my face with something, you know. Um, then the island day. So we, we woke up on Friday and we were in the Bahamas and they have their own island there. And they all, all the comedians went at 12. I didn't. I slept till one. Then I got on the ferry. I went to the island. I looked around for 20 minutes and I just go, what am I doing here? Just going to fucking lay alone on some fucking little island. Yeah, I'm going back. So I went back. And uh, yeah, I just re I just relaxed. I slept. And uh, I enjoyed just... I was kind of like... That day I was kind of, of of a loner on the ship. But um, it was... It was really good. And then like hanging with Sal and them at night. And I mean, some people were going hard. I mean, there were people going hard. You know, and some people didn't give a fuck. They're wearing like WWE tank tops, drunk out of their mind at like four in the afternoon, just having a blast. I mean, people didn't give a shit on this thing. I saw people just, I mean, there were people that literally, one guy was like, yeah, man, I ain't slept more than four hours on this whole fucking thing. And he was smoking. He's like, yeah, man, I'm all geeked up on Adderall, man. This is the best. I was just like, holy shit, man. I mean, I know it's a TV show. I mean, I get it. It's a great show. It's actually one of my favorite shows. The craziest thing is before me and Sal were friends, I loved Impractical Jokers and Shark Tank. Those are my two shows because I just sit and watch and laugh. I would have never known that me and Sal would become great friends and I would be doing stand-up comedy on his TV shows, Cruise Ship and all that stuff, you know. But, I mean, it's a great show. But these people were going like this was a fucking... You would have thought this was like a Guns N' Roses, like, reunion concert cruise. I mean, people were going... People were, like, up on the second deck, jumping around and freaking out. You know, walking around. People were just walking around with daiquiris all day, just flip-flops. These people didn't give a shit, man. I mean, if... <laughs> like, I'll be honest with you. Part of me, it was freeing to see. 
it was freeing to see because I'm sitting there going, man, if I didn't have shit to do and I didn't have to work tonight, this is amazing. These people could just stay it. They had nothing to do. The buffet is open all day. Go and eat when you want to eat drinking all day they had an arcade up there casino when you're out in the waters they had shows to go to podcasts to go to i mean if you it was a fucking free-for-all for these people but they went hard i mean a lot of crying i, I saw one lady walk down the hallway and i heard like one of the guys cleaning the hallway who worked on the ship one of the staff goes are you all right she goes i'm fine and then i was like by my door opposite of her a little further down and she just goes, I might as well have come on a ship alone. And she just like, just marched into her room crying. And I was like, fuck. Then I saw somebody else sitting down crying. But it was just all drunk crying because these people were just going hard. And I got to be honest with you, man. I give the Impractical Jokers all the credit in the world. What they created, what they did, a cruise that just packed out. You know, people from all over the country, all over the world. They had people from England in there. They had, they had people, I think Australia, they had people that flew from far away to be on this ship. Like thousands of people. I think it was like 2,300 people or 2,500 people on this cruise ship. And, it, and, and the artists probably made up 100 maybe. And then it was just, you know, maybe artists and family, I should say. And, like, and then it was just, you know, staff, of course, and, and these rabid fans like going hard, man. There are people screaming karaoke until three o'clock in the morning. Bad, singing bad, not giving a fuck. You know, it was it was wild, man. I'm not gonna lie, it was wild. I did not know what to expect. I didn't like the fact that I could do a set and then I had to eat eggs with these people, but it wasn't that because I realized that I could eat alone. So they really did an amazing job, and there were some really nice, amazing people on the ship. You know, I'm, I'm joking around about some people being bigger and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to get that with all cruises, but this was really nice, and there were some young kids. One night, there was a 13-year-old kid and his mom, front row, and the kid loved the show. And I was just like, hey, man, sorry about anything I say up here. And then I saw him later, and his mom was super cool. And uh, everybody was really complimentary. Nobody came up and was a pain in the ass. Every the, the people were just great. They were just like, hey, man, great job. I really, you know, some people saw knew me, saw the special. So it was it was really cool. Uh, and, I, and I guys, I got to be honest, I didn't get that crazy. Couple of wines, playing craps. You know, I probably drank, uh, smoked more cigars than I should have with Bobby and Nate. We were smoking cigars. Great time. But it was just, um, it was just great, man. Like the whole, the whole experience was great. So shout out to Sal, all the Impractical Jokers. That guy Joe Gatto on the show is so fucking funny and so cool, man. Um, I didn't really see the other two, uh, Q and Murr. I didn't really talk to them. But Sal and Joe I was talking to. And Sal, of course, we were hanging and stuff like that. Just a great guy. The best guy. And we had a really, like, you know, um, it, was, it was just we laughed hard. Sal does an impression of me, how I get when I talk and I get animated with something. And him and his girl who are like doing how they step in and then step back. And they said it's me. And they said they had a versi off on who could do my mannerisms better. And they did it in front of me and I was crying, laughing. So uh, that was that was pretty much the cruise. Um, but I was, I was stressed, man. I was stressed during the day and I couldn't relax until after the show because I'm going, I got to do a new 15 tonight. And I know what some of you guys are probably saying. What is that, boy? You're a professional. You have an album and you have a special, and you you know, and you're working on a new hour right now. So for you to get 60 new minutes is fine. Yes, that's true. Here's the problem with that. Okay, when I'm done an hour, I I'm done. Like I put it in the rearview mirror. I don't think about it. Sometimes I don't even remember the jokes because I'm mentally. That's how I learned to develop hours. Do you know what I mean? I so. Like the way you develop an hour is you work an hour and it, you put it out there and then you have to be content with knowing that things might not go well for the next little bit. You could bomb in front of your peers again and then you work it back up and that's how you develop an hour. Comics that don't grow or give a shit, what they do is they just do shit that works all the time and they never grow. And you could see them in the city five years later after you saw them and doing some of the same shit. I never want to be that. So for me... People are like, oh, just go back. So I literally had to go back. I had to think of some old jokes. People are like, oh, I'm doing oldies tonight. And I'm like, I don't have them like in my head like that anymore because I want them behind me. 
So I went back. I did a couple, you know, I did a couple from the album. I did a couple from the special. I did some one, some new ones. And then that's the way that it, it worked the whole night. But every night I'm going. And then the last night when it was, you know, the 15 minutes from 45 to an hour, basically, everybody, all comics were like, man, I don't know how I'm pulling this one off. Like I got to pull. And then you just go up there. You know, you start talking with the crowd, you figure out what you're going to open with, and then you just choose jokes that you know you didn't do and that you remember. And then, you know, just get so, you know, you get the light at 12 minutes, you wrap up and and that's it. So I was always going, man, what to do? Like I even fucking emailed or texted my manager going, hey, you know, that cat and dog joke that I did on my special, I forgot a part of it. You know, it's a story. It's a piece. And, and I'm like, oh, I forgot a part of it. Like, how does it, how does it go with the two cats and the meetings that the cats had when I bring the dog home? And I didn't even know my own shit until I had to figure it out. And then I figured it out and then go figure the last show. I don't even end up using that joke. And my manager's apologizing because she can't find it. So that was the stress about it. So great trip and fun in hindsight. But on there, you're like, I got to give these people, you know, at the end of the day, you want to go four for four. You know, they invite you on this ship to deliver. So it's not, people just like, yo, man, this must be great. You're going to the Bahamas. Like, no, I'm not going to the fucking Bahamas. My family's not here. What do you think? I'm going to go off in the fucking Bahamas, go parasailing by myself like some fucking lunatic? What kind of lunatic would just go by himself and just go wave running and, you know, and and, and parasail and go snorkeling by himself while, like, right right after he FaceTimed with his family? You know, a a normal person is like, I wish you guys were here. We're going to do this together when we get the chance. Not like, you know, holding a coconut up with a fucking lay around their neck and a straw hat. going. I can't wait to see you guys. This is amazing. Like nobody's going to fucking, no one's going to do that unless you're a psychopath. You know, I wasn't, I didn't care about that. I didn't care. Like some person was like, oh man, it's going to be amazing. I'm like, guys, it's kind of work. Now, granted, you know, if you saw me with a wine at the craps table till two in the morning, you would be like, that doesn't look like work. But you know what? Next day, you got to wake up and you got to get ready to give these people a show again. So that's how I look at it. I don't drink before shows and I take the show seriously. So, um, but it was, everybody was super cool. And I think everybody was uh, kind of going through the same stuff, plus doing podcasts. Um, I only went after, I only got after it one night, like Thursday night, the second night I drank. I drank a little late. DeRo- Joe DeRosa and I were the only ones drinking. Everybody else was kind of sober. Joe was giving me this tequila uh, after I had wine. And I definitely went to bed. You know, I, I, it was one of those like go to bed and like, not that I forgot anything, like no blackout or anything like that. But you know, when you go to bed and you're buzzing pretty good and you lay down and then next thing you know, you wake up. You know, and the first thing you do is check your phone to make sure you didn't do any stupid like texts or like even to a friend, you know, like, just want to say, man, I love you, dude. And this is like, I didn't want to do that shit. So I just, you, you kind of look at your phone, like with your eyes squinted, praying to God that you didn't do anything, <laughs> that you didn't text anybody stupid, uh, anything stupid. So, um, and then the last night we did the last night, they had a big party. And, um, by the way, shout out to Cypher Sound. Cypher Sound's legendary, legendary New York DJ, uh, this guy was a DJ for Junior Mafia. He was a DJ for Little Kim. This guy used to, you know, DJ parties at, you know, I mean, this guy, every, this guy like discovered basically Rihanna. And he's also a comedian now in New York. He's been doing stand up for a few years in New York City, maybe like five years. He got asked on the ship to DJ and do stand up. And he did a DJ battle with this other DJ. And I mean, this kid just had, like, I mean, crushed. And, uh, he made me so much money on craps because he ended up hitting the hard eight twice, getting points at the craps table. I know you probably don't know what that means, but he made me a lot of money on the last night. So not only does he, and he did good on his set. So not only did he do good performance stand up on Saturday, but he also, I tweeted about it too. He also crushed on craps and then put an absolute DJ clinic on this boat in front of thousands of people and had the place going nuts. So, um, yeah, it was, and then that was it. We got off the the ship and I I flew home and that's where my unacceptable comes in. Uh, because, uh, I am such a accommodatingly overly nice dickhead sometimes that, um, it just, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous in hindsight and, and it happened again. So we get to the airport um, on the Delta uh, Delta flight, uh, Dan Soder's on the plane with me, Bobby Kelly, 
uh, Carmen. Oh, Carmen Lynch is another one. I'm sorry, I forgot her. She was great. Um, her and her boyfriend were on the ship. It was awesome. And um, so we get we're, we're flying uh, Delta to LaGuardia from Tampa, and of course I we get you know get the seat booked right. Oh, it's a window. I can recline, put my head next to the window, and just go to sleep. And I swear to God, this woman comes up. This woman comes up to me. Uh, she's sitting directly behind me. She stands over the t- the the. She's sitting in the middle seat behind me, and I'm to the window. And she leans up and she goes, "Um, excuse me. Okay, so." And I'm going, "Oh, she was on because a lot of people, a lot of people were on the the cruise that were on our flight, of course." And I go, oh, she must have saw a show. She's going to compliment me, say something. And by the way, that's what happened a lot. And as soon as you felt like shitty about yourself or you think, man, nobody's saying anything to me. And like they would go up and be like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, we were joking how like Dan Soder was saying like they would like he'd be walking with somebody and be like, hey, really great stuff. And then just look at you. And that happens a lot. Like I was in a cigar lounge. You're like, oh, yeah, man, I wanted to see Nate and Mateo Lane and, 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 and Bobby Cudda and then like just leave me out. You know, and you feel like shit, but then as soon as you did, somebody would walk up to you when you were with another comedian and be like, hey, can I get a picture? Or like, they'd be like, oh, we liked you. So you always had that thing of like, you know, because fans would be like, hey, yeah, really funny. Oh, you too. And whoever gets the you too feels like shit, you know? But um, so we were getting that a lot. And it was nice. But, oh, can I get a picture with you? Oh, I came to this show to see you. All kinds of stuff. So I'm on the plane and I'm waiting to just take off and sleep. I didn't sleep that good the night before because it was the last night, so we stayed up a little uh, later. And this woman goes, yeah, um, so here's the deal, okay? And I'm going, yeah, which show is she at? And she goes, look, my baby's directly behind you, okay? So, like, we have a seat, like, so, like, you can't recline. So if you need to recline, my husband will take that seat. But uh, you can't recline, like, basically, if you stay there. And I just looked at her, and I go, all right, you know, no worries. Like, I won't recline. And, and and how ridiculously unacceptable. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be comfortable for four hours because you're fucking infant who shouldn't even be on a plane. And this thing was crying the whole time. And oh, man, it was fucking like snorting when it cried. It had this weird, this baby had this weird, like it would be like, it was like a fucking, it was like a baby pig in there. I didn't know what it was. And it's doing this weird, like, it was sounding like a farm animal behind me. And I can't fucking recline back. So I sat up at attention. Like I was sitting like like I was in military school from from Tampa, Florida to LaGuardia Airport with my head like trying to sleep because his baby's behind me. The asshole husband is in a fucking aisle seat, sit back with his eyes closed, sleeping like an angel. You know? This this guy was so looked so comfortable. I'm it was like he was getting a massage while he was sleeping. And I'm sitting there upright. You know, like I'm about to take some, you know, exam that I studied for. It was ridiculous. Like I was sitting in one of those like wooden, you know, like when the chair and the desk are together in in high school, the wooden thing, and you, you're sitting uncomfortable. Like that's how I was sitting with my head next to it, just because I should have said, "Lady, excuse me." Like I paid, I paid to get this window seat, and like I just had a really long trip, and I need to sleep. So like maybe your husband should take it, or talk to somebody else, or how about this? Why don't you put your fucking baby in the middle? You know. Or like, fuck, what the, why, why am I, but stupid Paul, unacceptable for the week is me going, yeah, no, I won't recline. I'll be miserable for two hours, over two hours sitting on this thing because you decided to bring your baby. First of all, babies shouldn't be allowed on the airplane if they're under six months. It, they just shouldn't. That should be a rule. You know, unless it's a family emergency, which maybe it could have been, but like, what are you doing? She had other little kids with her. You know, I took my kids to Disney World when they were what? Uh, four, four and seven. We took our kids to Disney when they were four and seven. They were able to take it in, see stuff, and do that. You know, you don't take a, you don't take a, you know, walk around with a baby that looks like it's, you know, on meth. You're sitting there like it's all drugged out. It doesn't know anything. It's just gonna cry and shit. Just wait a little bit. You know, give the fucking thing to a relative. So I had to sit through that and muscles in my left shoulder started to all tighten up because I did it. But it's not her fault. It's my fault because I said yes. I should have said, ma'am, I got to be honest with you. That's kind of going to be a problem because I am exhausted and I need to sleep. So I will switch with your husband then, you know. And she did it and she wasn't like, and I, she wasn't, I don't even think she said thank you. 
I don't even think she said thank you. I think I was just like, no, I'll do that. And she just like sat back like, okay. You know, didn't even say thank you. Just an entitled bitch. You know, it's it's really like the more I think about this, the more I'm I'm really like, I can't believe that shit. And it's like, I'm going here and look, it's a numbers game, right? I fly so much that shit's going to happen. I would say 70% of the time the flights are okay, but when you fly as much as I'm flying, you're going to get these things that happen. But can you not recline your seat? I never thought that that would happen. Here's the thing. How about you turn the baby the other fucking way and hold it and you you don't sleep? I mean, I don't know if she was sleeping. She probably wasn't because this thing was crying like it was being tortured. But, I, you know, so I basically had a crying baby behind me while I couldn't recline. And I just took it with a smile on my face like the stupid overnice asshole that I am. I deserve it. Unacceptable. There you go. Um, on to lighter things. I, I just read something. <laughs> I just read something that had me. I'm not even joking around. I was in the bathroom and I read something on the phone. I was crying laughing. I was literally crying laughing. Apparently, and I'm not making this up. This actually <laughs> this actually happened. And you guys might not find it as funny as me. I got tears in my eyes right now. Uh, so apparently, <laughs> apparently this family let their let their bloodhound dog out, right? <laughs> And the blood, the bloodhound went out to pee and shit. Not pee and shit. The bloodhound went out to pee and stuff, right? And uh, apparently, right where the bloodhound went out to pee, there was a a half a half marathon starting, right? So people were running like whatever it is, whatever a half a marathon is. I don't know, thirteen miles, or whatever. And this dog is taking a. Taking a piss and sees, I guess, like <laughs> hundreds of people running. <laughs> and the dog just starts running with them because you know, you know, when, um, oh my God, my wife's gonna wake up to, I'm about to get yelled at. You know, when a dog, you know, when a dog sees somebody running, this shit starts to run, right? <laughs> this, this fucking dog ran, ran the whole marathon. The the dog just ran the whole the whole marathon. <laughs> it ran the whole marathon with these people, which I find like because because like because <laughs> halfway through the dog must have been <laughs> the dog must have been like, are these people gonna stop? Like why are these people like? <laughs> Like, even the dog with four legs must have been like, fuck this, but, but now I'm going to finish. <laughs> so, I just I just find it funny that, like, I think, like, a habit that a dog has, like, came back to, to bite him. Like, when's the next time it's going to, you know, it's going to run a marathon? I just find that I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever... You know, because, you know, because I just picture if and if you have a dog, it's probably funnier. But like when I go outside with Lloyd and I start running, he'll just start running or chasing me. And this poor thing did that. But then with all these people and just they just never stopped. And he just kept going. So he he went like 13 miles. He did it in like an hour and something, you know. Um, and he ended up getting a medal too. You could look at it. I saw it on, I don't know what it popped up from CNN or whatever, but oh my God, it's one of the funniest things I've ever, I'm not even kidding. Like, cause that poor dog, like the instinct of a dog, it came back to bite him. Cause there's no way your dog wants to run that much. You know, these people were training and shit. Plus it's a bloodhound, which it's not, you know, it's, it's not known. Like it, it's, it's supposed to go and smell and kind of like take its time, which is another reason why I saw that, uh, I was just crying laughing. So I'm sorry. I apologize for laughing like that. I think that's the hardest I've ever laughed on this show. But, um, that shit to me is so funny that the dog just went out for a piss and then its owners, its owners were like, probably like, you know, where, where is she? Like, what's she doing? (laughs) She's just with a pack of hundreds of people and just for miles and miles. So, um, that is the feel good story of the podcast and probably one of the funniest things that I've ever heard.
Um, I, I have to write that down. I really do have to write that down somewhere because, um, the yeah, the dog running marathon. I just have to write down because that could be a joke. Just the fact that at one point the dog must have been like, all right, like I don't know if I could, you know, but I just find it funny that with all those people it couldn't stop. Um, okay, let's, um, let's move on to, um, uh, getting home last night and not even thinking about watching the Grammys. I, I think we've talked about this before on the show, not watching an award show is especially like today, the way like it's just, it was just so, first of all, I laid down, I got back from Tampa yesterday after the cruise, uh, my my mother-in-law was here. We ate a nice dinner. I had a glass of wine. And I go, my kids go to bed around 8-ish, 8.30 for school today. And I just lay in bed. And my wife and mother-in-law are up talking. My kids are in bed sleeping for school. And I'm just laying in my bed around 8.30, 8.45. And I literally slept for like 17 straight hours. I woke up after 12 hours. Went to the bathroom, made sure the kids got on the bus okay, but my mother-in-law was there to take them. I kissed them goodbye, and then I went back down for like another four hours. And I slept for seven, 17 hours to just, I think it was just a relief of like, just the stress of, of the of the traveling and, and all of that stuff and just the buildup of everything coming down from everything. You know, these were just like kind of, you know, intense shows, intense nights, a lot of hanging, doing this stuff, and then making sure you get all your shit, your passport, all that stuff, and make sure you get paid and this and that, and just come down from all the bullshit, and I just crashed like you read about, and I needed it. It was awesome, and uh, now I'm back home, and we're about to get a snowstorm. That's right, Tampa, Florida, to the Bahamas. Uh, and back to New York, and my kid's school is already canceled. We're about to get pounded here in New York with a bunch of snow and ice, which is fine. I, I, I'm going to be snowed in with my favorite people in the world. It's all good. Uh, the snow will be gone by my shows at the end of the week into the weekend, so that's all good. Um, and, and there you have it. So it was great being back home. I don't have to travel for a while. I don't have to get on an airplane probably until... Um, well, I'm going with for my so I don't have to get on an airplane for like a month. And the way things have been going, guys, at this point, that's good because I think I might have been on 15 or 16 flights already this year in 2019. I think maybe 15 flights, which is insane. Um, and yeah, scary as shit after so many. You're just like, all right, you know, I don't want to push my luck here. Uh, God forbid, but anyways. Uh, yeah, that, please do me a favor and just watch that dog thing. Oh man, because it's just great. Like, aren't animals, animals are the greatest, do you know what I mean? Like, animals, that, that is really why people love them, is like, they just never let you down. You know, I'm obviously, I'm not talking about some wild animal that can hurt you, but like, just dogs and cats and pets and domesticated animals, they just never, they never suck. You know, I mean, and if they do suck, they're obviously not going to hang around. But I'm just talking about those animals that are there in your life for a long time. They just never, they never, they just always, it's like the gift that keeps, like they always deliver. That's the craziest part about it. Like my dog always delivers. I come home, he's happy, he's wagging his tail, he brings me a toy, he wants to go outside, you know, put his head on me at night. He's, you know, it's just, you know what you're getting every fucking time. Same thing with the cats. They're like, you know, feed me, kind of leave me alone. I'll come to you when I'm ready. But if you call me, I'll come and hang and see what you're doing. But it's just the same shit. They never, they never, you don't know what you're getting with, with, with people. You don't know, even some friends, even when people drink. Oh, by the way, this is one that I got to tell you guys. Some dude, I saw... Some of the drunk dudes on the boat were so funny. Like there was a couple of drunk guys. And this one guy had this big robe on, like a boxing robe, like that shiny material. And the back of it said Nature Boy, like Ric Flair's robe. 
And he's going, yeah, man, come on, man, you guys are funny. I love, you know, he loved the community. Let me buy you guys a shot. And we're like, no, nah, man, we're going over here. He's like, ah, oh, what are you guys going to jerk each other off, man? Come on. Like, he would say it loud throughout the casino, but, like, he was, like, harmless and just, like, a fun guy. He's like, I got money. I'll buy it. I don't give a fuck. Like, these guys, these people were funny, but I'm in the bathroom. I forgot to mention this before. I'm in the bathroom uh, waiting to go on stage up on the 13th deck of the Spinnaker Lounge either the last night or second to last night. And there's a guy in there, and he's tall, actually thin guy, tall, thin, white hair, had a hat on, face was beet red. This guy was this guy was drunk. I mean, this guy was tuned up, okay? He was just, he was all systems go drunk. And he had his flannel shirt tucked in with a belt and a hat on, and he, I mean, this guy looked like he's been working on trucks for 27 years, okay? This guy, you know, just you rough hands. You know, when you see somebody just get those mason hands, guy probably smoked like, you know, a carton of cigarettes a week, maybe, maybe more. And he had that Southern accent and dude, out loud while people are in the bathroom, he was like, man, I tell you what, man, shit. Pussy on this boat's great, man. Shit, next time I ain't bringing my wife on this fucker. And I'm just like washing my hands, just like smirking. Like, because this guy just said, this guy was all in. You know, this guy was just. And uh, I go, I go, oh, you having a good time, brother? And he goes, he, put, he didn't even look at me. He, kept, he was white washing his hands or drying his hands. But he just puts one hand up and does that like surfer you know, pinky and thumb out, and he puts it up, and he goes, fucking banging, brother, and I just laughed and walked out, but he out loud said, man, this pussy's unbelievable, he goes, next time I ain't bringing my wife on this shit, like, this guy's saying, like, there's, like, families, <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy was all in, there were people staggering on the, uh, you know, staggering barefoot on the elevator or flip-flops, and just like, man, I haven't slept. It was just really funny. But there were some funny, funny um, drunk dudes on that ship. And I would say this, man, you know, I would recommend cruises if you do it right. Somebody said to me, this old couple was sitting next to me on my way to Tampa. And she goes, oh, the problem with cruises today is everybody could afford them. And there is truth to that. However, uh, if you guys can afford or you save up and you go on a really like expensive, nice cruise, maybe in the Mediterranean or European cruise with somebody and you're out night you're out at night and you're just sailing and you're looking over the edge or on your balcony while you just the water and stuff and you're just on this big ship and you just see the way like you just see the the ocean right there. You're in the middle of it. It is I'm not even kidding, like I'm not trying to sound corny. It's sick. Like the moon is shining on the water, the stars, and you're just on a ship that's just, and it's just this calm, and you just look at the water, and you could eat and sit on your balcony and just hang out. It's it really is like a cool thing. It's just you want to make sure you you upgrade, like you do it classy, you do it as Giannis Papas says, Maurice would say classy. You know, get your little bowl of fruit in the room with the, me and Stacy went on when we went on our honeymoon. We went on the Queen Mary too. It sailed from New York to the Caribbean and back. It was a 10-day cruise. And it was just, they had, you know, they knew we were on our honeymoon. There was baskets of fruit, fresh baskets of fruit. Every night we came back to our room with, like, a bottle of champagne on ice. It was sick. Sick casino. You dress up at night for nice dinners. It was nice. Activities to do. They had a lounge, a bar. It was awesome. So I recommend it. I would, I really, uh, I do recommend cruises. A lot of people shit on them and stuff. And yeah, if you go on a garbage one, you know, if you go on a couple, you know, you're going to get, listen, man, you get what you pay for. I'm talking like five, six grand a head after it's all said and done with your ticket and the booze and the dinners and all that stuff. Five, six grand a head and you'll get a better, look, let's be honest, you get a better element of people, you know. Um, not trying to be a dick, but if you go to NASCAR, uh, to an NASCAR race, you're going to see certain things that are cool. And then you're going to see certain things that you're like, Oh my God, like I, 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 I can't believe I live amongst these mutants, you know, or you go to, <laughs> it's the same difference, you know, um, God, I'm coming across as a judgmental dick. I, I don't mean that. You know what I mean, right? You guys know what I mean. Um, the first Sunday without the NFL, and I'm not going to lie, it sucked. Did it not? 
I just wanted to sit down. Like I got home around 5. So I would have been able to catch the second half of the 4 o'clocks, eat dinner, and probably fall asleep to the 8 o'clock game, which would have been great, and nothing. I heard about this new Alliance American Football League. I don't know anything about that. I don't know if there's a New York team or anything. I'm going to look into it. I I mean, if it's good, I'll watch it, but I don't know. It just sucks that um, the Knicks lost 17 in a row, so their season's over, and you just got to hope for the best that they get some big players. So that's done. Um, oh, I'm not going to say names, but this was another hilarious thing. Typical cruise. Okay, and I obviously I can't say names. I really can't. We're in the casino one night, and there's a, a starting pitcher on a major league baseball team there. And I can't mention names. And apparently he was at my show, or one of the shows I was on. Super cool. Introduces himself to me. He's like, yeah. And he was just hilarious. He was like, yo, man, you get high, you smoke weed and shit? And I was like, I was like, how do you do? And he was just like, you know, I'm not going to say he asked if I wanted to, but I kind of got the impression, you know, why would he just ask, do you smoke weed? But this guy was just, you know, this guy was drinking, having a great time. And he's like, yeah, man, I got a report in a couple days, so I'm just fucking having a blast. Like, young kid. I was like, how how hard you throw? He's like, got oh, 98. And he's a starter, dude. This guy's a, this kid's a starter. And um, I obviously can't mention a name or the team. I wouldn't do that to the guy. But, again, just somebody just, I mean, these people just living it up on this thing. Like, how funny is that, that a major, like, you know, this guy's got money. This guy's a, a starting pitcher on a major league baseball team. And he was just like, yeah, fuck it, dude. I'm going to go. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to drink. I love those guys. I'm going to go party and live it up before I got to re- report to camp. I just found that hilarious. You smoke weed and shit? Ah, fuck it. Let's... And I think I said, I go, nah, man, I got high the other night with the with the vape pen. And I, I don't want to. He's like, and what's that mean? And I go, I'm just coming down from it. And, I you know, I feel a little. And you know when you say something to somebody that they don't like and they just look at you while they're, like, drunk or feeling like the moment. And you're just saying everything they don't want to hear and they just look at you in disgust. I got, it was kind of kind of had that going on a little bit. Um, but. You know, I'm rooting for the guy now, and I'm going to be rooting for his team. I'll tell you this, not on the Yankees. All right, I'll give you that. That much I'll give you. Because <laughs> if he wasn't the Yankees, I'd be like, dude, you got to get your shit together, all right? Because we got to fucking beat the Red Sox next year. I don't know what you're doing here and why you're asking about weed. Like, we, you, what are you doing? Actually, who am I kidding? If he, was on the, if he was on the Yankees, I'd be up there smoking weed with him talking baseball. I would have skipped the whole night with any of the comedians. If a New York Yankee starting pitcher was on that boat and he liked my show and asked me to smoke weed with him, I would literally go where he wanted to go. I would grab a drink and just get high and just talk baseball with the guy forever and then just regret it the next day. But, you know, watch the watch baseball in a whole new light the next year and be like, dude, you got to hook me up with some tickets for me and my kids and my wife to come and, you know, watch this pothead throw. Um, but how funny is that, that it's just a young kid on the baseball team having a great time on the Impractical Jokers 3 cruise, and it ended Sunday, and he has to report, <laughs> he had to leave when it docked, he had to go right to camp. Um, that's dedication to partying. Somebody's like, I'm gonna get my last licks in right now. Okay, um, movies, guys, I saw that everybody was going crazy about the trailer for Aladdin. And the trailer looked sick until the genie. All right. It is come. I never wanted to see a fat Will Smith. And I know it's probably computer generated that he's fat because I've seen him in interviews and I know he looks okay still. But it just looked weird. I'm not going to lie. It looked like a fat blue Will Smith. It looked like Will Smith with a horrible disease and his face on this genie. And I don't know. I don't know, that one was, um, and it was a cheesy headline, like, people are worried about the Aladdin movie, or, you know, people are worried about, you know, should you be, does it look, and then I saw it, and I was like, I kind of get why people are worried, that looks, it starts out sick, did you see the beginning of it, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be, it had just the the way that it looked, I'm like, they made it for non-animated, they made it look awesome, and then you just saw the the genie, and I just hope it doesn't ruin it. 
because the last time I saw something like that, it kind of did ruin it. That Whitey Bulger movie where they made Johnny Depp look like a Halloween character. You know, they turned Johnny Depp into an Irish white, light-eyed, like weird, you know, and it just was, it looked weird. It looked like he was wearing Halloween makeup during it and it kind of ruined the movie even though it was a good movie. And this, I I think it will be the same. You know, the genie's supposed to be a big part of this shit. This looked a little weird, so we'll see. We'll see what, you know, I don't want to see a fat Will Smith is what I'm saying. Uh, did not see any other movies, did not see any other documentaries uh, that I have not spoke about on the show already. So I don't have anything, uh, I don't have anything there. Oh, guys, check out, of course, uh, Capper Network. CapperNetwork.com. Make your sports predictions. Get on the leaderboard. Earn money with your picks. It's free, 100% free. You get a, you log in. You get a free thing like they do contests and all that. So uh, do that. I know NFL is gone, but they're doing other sports and they're always adding stuff to it. And you can uh, you can get on the leaderboard and people can buy your advice or just for your shit talking, dude. I called it moments. You can prove it right there. It makes it exciting. It makes it fun. So check out CapperNetwork.com and also guys, all things comedy go to allthingscomedy.com they're doing amazing stuff you know what they're doing you could check that out um and of course check out my patreon we're going to keep adding to it and and uh and hopefully have an announcement soon things have something was really in the works and something came up but that's why i'm glad i didn't mention it but we're still working on it but in the meantime i'll be putting some um you know i'm gonna have some other people and some other interviews on there as well um Guys, I am going to be doing a ton of stand-up, and I want you guys to come out to the shows, okay? I think what I might do is I might take the clip of me laughing. I, I That was so funny with the dog thing to me. I might just put that out there and see if um, if, if people <laughs> if people like it. Um, but there will be clips out. Like I said, we're going to do new artwork, but I want you guys to check this out because I'm really excited about this. Um what the hell is that? What the f- Oh, dude. That was my dog. My dog just got up and he started like... You know when dogs scratch the surface before they lay and they spin around? He was just doing that and he freaked me out. Um, okay. So, guys, here's what's going on. Uh, I will be at Bananas Comedy Club March 22nd and 23rd in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Three shows, one Friday, two on Saturday. Come out. Tickets are already on sale at the link right now on my website. It's a small, awesome room. I'm going to be working a ton of new material and uh, working the new hour. Come out. That's going to be awesome. Then the following weekend, or I will be in Tempe, Arizona, um, April 4th, 5th, and 6th. April 11th, 12th, and 13th. I will be at the Philadelphia Punchline, Punchline in Philly. All these ticket links are on my website right now for everything I just mentioned. Uh, Bananas, Tempe, uh, Philly. I'm going to the Raleigh Improv. Okay, I'm going to be at Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie uh, in you know May. Tickets are on sale for Poughkeepsie. Also, Roar Comedy Club at the MGM Casino in Springfield, Massachusetts. Tickets are on the, on sale right now. The link right there. And uh, May, I'll be at the DC Improv in Washington, DC. I'm going to be at Levity Live at the end of May. I'm going to be at the Comedy Connection at the beginning of June. I'm going to be at Laugh Boston at the end of June. July, I'll be at Mohegan Sun. Uh, August, I got the Pittsburgh Improv. So a ton of stuff coming up, guys. A ton of dates, but tickets are on sale now. Tickets are going now. We're going to pack these shows out, and it's going to be awesome. So please go to paulverzi.com and get that. You guys are going to be seeing a lot of me this year, hopefully both on stage um, and with just a ton of stuff with clips online and TV and stuff. So just definitely um, do that. I really appreciate your guys' support. It's going to be a big year, and uh, obviously if you guys come out, it's going to make it a lot better. So, and, and, uh, clips from the, uh, and the full special can also be seen. The the clips from the special, of course, are going to be on social media and out there, but you can watch the, um, full special 
can be seen on the website. You can click on my website and literally the whole thing is done. You got a nice screen on there. You could watch it. You could watch the whole entire special. Send it to people. Also, people in Ireland and overseas are finding ways to get it. So please send it to people. It's doing very well. It's continuing to do well. And they're going to air it again on Comedy Central soon. So there you go. But for all dates, check out paulverzi.com, please. I would really, um, really appreciate it. And uh, just thank you guys. It's good to be back. Um, also, write in. Oh, did we? Ah, man, I don't know if we're going to have time. I don't know if we're going to have time to do that. I was going to say, for you know what? Send in. It's fine. You know what? Send in your uh, unacceptable from. Um, oh, you know what? Let me read this because I don't think I read this before. All right, so we'll do this. We'll end with this. So we were talking about um, who would be good on the. Um, who would be good on the um, Super Bowl halftime show, right? And I said, send your five in. Right? I said, send your five in because I just didn't like that Super Bowl. Apparently, they're saying that the Maroon 5 and Travis Scott and uh, Big Boy was the worst one ever. I don't want to shit on anybody. I know what it's like to perform, so I'm not trying to critique anybody's thing. I just really didn't enjoy it. I just didn't, didn't think the flow of it worked. Um, you know, and like I said, anytime you got to take your shirt off, but then I said, here's the people that I want to see. I believe I said like, you know, Eminem, Stevie Wonder, whatever I said. And then I said for you guys to write in, well, Clint, Clint, what's up? Clint did. And Clint gave two lists and his lists are living. And then he gives another five for dead. So he gave a five for living and a five for dead. So he went above and beyond with the homework. Thank you, Clint. I actually met Clint. Um, he's a great podcast fan. He was at uh, Bobby Kelly's uh, You Know What Dude taping, and we hung out and smoked a cigar. Great kid, and um, I appreciate it. So here's his living. Actually, you know what? We'll go with dead first, and then we'll do the living because the living are obviously possibilities. So we'll go with the dead first. His dead are B.B. King, Charles Bradley, Bill Withers. Oh, dude, I love Bill Withers. Lovely Day is on my list. Lovely Day is just a feel-good. That's a great one. He's got Barry White and Aretha Franklin. By the way, rest all their souls, all five of their souls. May they rest in peace and rest their souls. Those. That's a great list. Um, and then here's his living. Ooh, the first one's good. DMX. Dude. If DMX came out with, y'all gonna make me lose my mind, that would be nuts. And then if DMX had somebody, uh, and I heard, I didn't see DMX live, but I heard DMX puts on a sick performance. And if DMX had to come out just for that short amount of time, he would blow the place apart. I'm not even kidding. That's a great one. Second one, Elton John. That's a great one because you know Elton John would crush it on the piano with some songs and then he would have some people come out and sing with him or do something. Or maybe Elton John and a hip-hop, something could be sick. What about Elton John and a little Eminem reunion like when Eminem and Elton John sang a song together at the Grammys? What about Elton John coming out and then Eminem coming out and doing a song or two those two together again that would be huge i love it his third one aerosmith love that think they would crush it they would be great um eric clapton and cat stevens uh i i i'm not gonna lie i'm not i've heard a little bit of cat stevens i'm not so familiar with his whole catalog eric clapton is great um but dude i love your list i love your list i think i think the list is sick and I think, I mean, dude, what about, yeah, I think, I just think I came on, like, got something there with Elton John and somebody like a hip-hop person. That would be sick, but I like it. I think the Chili Peppers did it once, too. Aerosmith, I don't think they ever did it. Um, I'd li Like I said, I'd like the Foo Fighters, but those are a great list. Thank you guys so much. You know what? That's a good submission to end on. And then you guys could submit your unacceptables or any stories or anything about advice that you want next time. Um, and guys, here's the other thing too. If I'm sitting here talking shit about a about a, a cruise or something and you have a good cruise story, just feel free to write in. Like it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be about an unacceptable all the time. 
But it could be, you could just write in and be like, oh, here's a cruise experience. I saw somebody puking over the balcony. I went to help them. They told me to go fuck myself. And it's just a funny story, whatever. So you can you can just, anything that you want to do, just write it in and submit it to unacceptablesfortve at um, gmail, at gmail.com. And, and I will definitely talk about it. And we'll talk about it that way. But you guys are going to be seeing a new TVE logo and all that cool stuff coming out really soon. And you're probably, I'm probably going to share the dog thing on social media. So you can uh, check that out. This has been TVE 390. Um, there's going to be some more guests coming on and all that shit. So uh, that's it, guys. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Check out that dog story. And uh, I don't know what to name this one, but I'm going to name this one... Uh, I'm going to name this one something, I don't know, related to the cruise or something related to the dog. I have to hit the hay. It's getting late. Uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until 391, I am out of here. Take care.